Act Four of Aura, a tragedy in five acts, by Joanna Bailey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One, The Ramparts of the Castle. Enter Aura and Katharina. Katharina, after a pause in which Aura walks once or twice across the stage, thoughtfully. Go in, I pray. Thou wanderest here too long. A pause again. <sighs> the air is cold. Behind those further mountains the sun is set. I pray thee now, go in. Ha! Huh. Sets the sun already? Is the day indeed drawn to its close? Yes, night approaches. See, many a gathered flock of cawing rooks are to their nests returning. Night approaches. This awful night which living beings shrink from, all now of every kind scour to thy haunts, while darkness peopled with its hosts unknown awful dominion holds. Mysterious night, what things unutterable thy dark hours may lap, what from thy teeming darkness burst of horrid visitations ere that sun again shall rise on the enlightened earth a pause why dost thou gaze intently on the sky seest thou aught wonderful look there behold that strange gigantic form which yon grim cloud assumes rearing aloft the semblance of a warrior's plumed head while from its half-shaped arm a streamy dart shoots angrily? Behind him too far-stretched seems there not, verily, a serried line of fainter misty forms? I see, indeed, a vasty cloud, of many clouds composed, towering above the rest, and that behind in misty faintness seen, which has some likeness to a long line of rocks with pine-wood crowned. Or, if indeed the fancy so incline, a file of spearmen seen through drifted smoke nay look how perfect now the form becomes dost thou not see ay and more perfect still o oh, thou gigantic lord whose robed limbs beneath their stride span half the heavens art thou of lifeless vapour formed art thou not rather some air-clad spirit some portentous thing some missioned being such a sky as this ne'er ushered in a night of nature's rest nay many such i've seen regard it not that form already changing will ere long dissolve to nothing tarry here no longer go in i pray no while one gleam remains of the sun's blessed light i will not go then let me fetch a cloak to keep thee warm for chilly blows the breeze do as thou wilt exit katharina enter an outlaw stealing softly behind her lady the lady aura aura starting ah heaven protect me sounds it beneath my feet in earth or air he comes forward welcome is aught that wears a human face didst thou not hear a sound 
What sound ain't please you? A voice which called me now. It spoke me thought in a low, hollow tone, suppressed and low, unlike a human voice. It was my own. What wouldst thou have? Here is a letter, lady. Who sent thee hither? It will tell thee all. Gives a letter. I must be gone. Your chieftain is at hand. Exit. Comes it from Falkenstein? It is his seal. I may not read it here. I'll to my chamber. Exit hastily, not perceiving Gretiger, who enters by the opposite side before she has time to get off. A letter in her hand, in such haste. Some secret agent here from Falkenstein. It must be so. Hastening after her. Exit. Scene 2. The Outlaw's Cave. Enter Theobald and Franco by opposite sides. How now, good captain? Draws it near the time? Are those the keys? They are. This doth unlock the entrance to the staircase, known alone to Gomez, ancient keeper of the castle, who is my friend in secret and deters the neighboring peasantry with dreadful tales from visiting by night our wide domains the other doth unlock a secret door that leads us to the chamber where she sleeps thanks generous friend thou art my better genius didst thou not say until the midnight horn hath sounded thrice we must remain concealed even so and now i hear my men without telling the second watch how looks the night as we could wish the stars do faintly twinkle through severed clouds and shed but light sufficient to show each nearer object closing on you in dim unshapely blackness aught that moves across your path or sheep or straggling goat is now a pawing steed or grisly bull large and terrific every air moved bush or jutting crag some strange gigantic thing is all still in the castle there is an owl sits hooting on the tower that answer from a distant mate receives like the faint echo of his dismal cry while a poor houseless dog by dreary fits sits howling at the gate all else is still each petty circumstance is in our favor that makes the night more dismal ay all goes well as i approach the walls i heard two sentinels for now i ween the boldest spearmen will not watch alone together talk in the deep hollow voice of those who speak at midnight under awe of the dead stillness round them then let us put ourselves in readiness and heaven's good favor guide us exeunt scene three a gloomy apartment enter aura and redeker aura aside the room is darkened yesternight a lamp did shed its light around on roof and walls and made the dreary space appear less dismal redeker overhearing her 
and calling to a servant without. Oh, more lights here. Servant enters with a light and exit. Thou art obeyed, and not but in the company of humankind thou shalt be gratified. Thy lofty mind for higher superhuman fellowship, if such there be, may now prepare its strength. Thou ruthless tyrant, they who have in battle fought valiantly, shrink a helpless child from any intercourse with things unearthly. Art thou a man, and bearest thou in thy breast the feelings of a man? It cannot be. Yes, madam, in my breast I bear too keenly the feelings of a man. A man most wretched, a scorned, rejected man. Make me less miserable. Nay, rather should I say, make me more blessed, and then... Attempting to take her hand while she steps back from him, drawing herself up with an air stately and determined, and looking steadfastly in his face. I am too firm. Thou knowest my fixed resolve. Give me thy solemn promise to be mine. This is the price, thou haughty, scornful maid, that will redeem thee from the hour of terror. This is the price. Which never shall be paid. Walks from him to the further end of the apartment. Rediger, after a pause. Thou art determined, then. Be not so rash. Bethink thee well what flesh and blood can bear. The hour is near at hand. She, turning round, waves him with her hand to leave. Thou deign'st no answer. Well, reap the fruits of thine unconquered pride. Exit. Mane Ora. I am alone. That closing door divides me from every being owning nature's life. And shall I be constrained to hold communion with that which owns it not? after pacing to and fro for a while. Oh, that my mind could raise its thoughts in strong and steady fervour to him, the lord of all existing things, who lives and is where'er existence is, grasping its hold upon his skirted robe, beneath whose mighty rule angels and spirits, demons and nether powers, all living things, hosts of the earth, with the departed dead in their dark state of mystery alike subjected are. And I will strongly do it. Ah, oh, would I could! Some hidden powerful hindrance doth hold me back, and mars all thought. After a pause, in which she stands fixed with her arms crossed on her breast. Dread intercourse! Oh, if it look on me with its dead eyes, if it should move its locked and earthy lips and utterance give to the grave's hollow sounds, if it stretch forth its cold and bony grasp, oh, horror, horror! Sinking lower at every successive idea, as she repeats these four last lines, till she is quite upon her knees on the ground, would that beneath these planks of senseless matter I could, until the dreadful hour is past, as senseless be. Striking the floor with her hands. Oh, open and receive me, ye happy things of still and lifeless being, 
that to the awful steps which tread upon ye unconscious are enter katharina behind her who's there is there anything tis i my dearest lady tis katharina aura embracing her oh, how kind such blessed kindness keep thee by me i'll hold thee fast an angel brought thee hither i needs must weep to think thou art so kind in mine extremity where wert thou hid in that small closet since the supper hour i've been concealed for searching round the chamber i found its door and entered fear not now i will not leave thee till the break of day oh, heaven bless thee for it till the break of day the very thought of daybreak gives me life if but this night were past i have good hope that noble theobald will soon be here for my deliverance wherefore thinkst thou so a stranger when thou leftst me on the ramparts gave me a letter which i quickly opened as soon as i methought had gained my room in privacy but close behind me came that demon rudiger and snatched at it forced me to cast it to the flames from which i struggling with him still he could not save it you have not read it then no but the seal was theobald's and i could swear ere long he will be here to free me from this thraldom god grant he may if but this night were past how goes the time has it not entered on the midnight watch Katharina pointing to a small slab at the corner of the stage on which is placed a sand-glass that glass i've set to measure it as soon as all the sand is run you are secure the midnight watch is past aura running to the glass and looking at it eagerly there is not much to run oh aren't we finished but it so slowly runs yes watching it it seemeth slow but heed it not the while i'll tell thee some old tale and ere i've finished the midnight watch is gone sit down i pray they sit aura drawing her chair close to katharina what story shall i tell thee something my friend which thou thyself hast known touching the awful intercourse which spirits with mortal men have held at this dread hour didst thou thyself ere meet with one whose eyes had looked upon the spectred dead had seen forms from another world never but once once then thou didst oh tell it tell it me well since i needs must tell it once i knew a melancholy man who did aver that journeying on a time over wild waste by a fell storm overtaken he was compelled to pass the night in a deserted tower where a poor hind the sole inhabitant of the sad place prepared for him a bed and as he told his tale at dead of night by the pale lamp that in his chamber burned as it might be an arm's length from his bed so close upon him yes go on what saw he an upright form wound in a clotted shroud clotted and stiff like one swathed up in haste after a bloody death oh horrible he started from his bed and gazed upon it and did he speak to it 
he could not speak its visage was uncovered and at first seemed fixed and shrunk like one in coffin sleep but as he gazed there came he wist not how into its beamless eyes a horrid glare and turning towards him for it did move why dost thou grasp me thus go on go on nay heaven forfend thy shrunk and sharpened features are of the coarsest colour and thine eyes are full of tears how is this i know not how a horrid sympathy jarred on my heart and forced into mine eyes these icy tears a fearful kindredship there is between the living and the dead an awful bond woe is me that we do shudder at ourselves at that which we must be a dismal thought where dost thou run thy story is not told seeing katharina go towards the sand-glass katharina showing the glass a better story i will tell thee now the midnight watch is past ha let me see there's not one sand to run but it is barely past tis more than past for i did set it later than the hour to be assuredly sure oh, then it is gone indeed oh heaven be praised the fearful gloom gone by holding up her hands in gratitude to heaven and then looking round her with cheerful animation in truth already i feel as if i breathed the morning air are marvellously lightened nevertheless thou art forspent i'll run to my apartment and fetch some cordial drops that will revive thee thou needst not go i've taken thy drops already i'm bold and buoyant grown bounding lightly from the floor i'll soon return thou art not fearful now no i breathe lightly valour within me grows most powerfully wouldst thou but stay to see it gentle catherine i will return to see it ere thou canst three times repeat the letters of thy name exit hastily by the concealed door aura alone this burst of courage shrinks most shamefully i'll follow her striving to open the door tis fast it will not open i'll count my footsteps as i pace the floor till she return again paces up and down muttering to herself when a horn is heard without pausing and sounding three times each time louder than before aura runs again to the door despair will give me strength where is the door mine eyes are dark i cannot find it now oh god protect me in this awful pass after a pause in which she stands with her body bent in a cowering posture with her hands locked together and trembling violently she starts up and looks wildly round her there is nothing yet i felt a chilly hand upon my shoulder pressed with opened eyes and ears intent i'll stand better it is thus to abide the awful visitation than cower in blinded horror strained intensely with every beating of my goaded heart looking round her with a steady sternness but shrinking again almost immediately 
ah i cannot do it on this spot i'll hold me in awful stillness bending her body as before then after a momentary pause pressing both her hands upon her head the icy scalp of fear is on my head the life stirs in my hair it is a sense that tells the nearing of unearthly steps albeit my ringing ears no sounds distinguish looking round as if by irresistible impulse to a great door at the bottom of the stage which bursts open and the form of a huntsman clothed in black with a horn in his hand enters and advances towards her she utters a loud shriek and falls senseless on the ground theobald running to her and raising her from the ground no semblance but real agony of fear ora oh ora knowest thou not my voice thy knight thy champion the devoted theobald open thine eyes and look upon my face unmasking i am no fearful waker from the grave dost thou not feel tis the warm touch of life look up and fear will vanish words are vain what a pale countenance of ghastly strength by horror changed oh idiot that i was to hazard this the villain has deceived me my letter she has ne'er received oh fool that i should trust to this beating his head distractedly enter franco by the same door what is the matter what strange turn is this oh cursed sanguine fool could i not think she moves she moves rouse thee my gentle aura tis no strange voice that calls thee tis thy friend she opens now her eyes but oh that look she knows thee not but gives a stifled groan and sinks again in stupor make no more fruitless lamentation here but bear her hence the cool and open air may soon restore her let us while we may occasion seize lest we should be surprised exeunt aura borne off in a state of insensibility end of act four